welcome back to Curio City. We out here. How we feeling, baby? I'm feeling really good. Me too. I got butterflies in my tummy. Ooh, little butterflies. This is the first guest. In a long time. I mean, I guess we had Kelsey on. We did have Kelsey. But I, I know, feel she like... She was our tester. Yeah, she was our test. And she was a great she test. She was so good. But I love today, that we have an episode with a, an online interview. Okay, yeah. so it was video. Um, but... You're in for a treat because today you're going to hear from Maddie Miles. She is um, an herbalist. She specializes like in hormones. She makes the greatest, cutest content. I learned a lot from her actually, um, like from her content. It's like literally why I have her on the podcast because I you already followed from her. her. Yeah. Um, so she's amazing. Um, lots of like, s- like cycle syncing things like. Yeah. Anyway, she's a powerhouse. You know, it's funny because like when I was listening, I loved hearing that they're kind of like the herbalist medicine version of us. It was just so fun hearing like another dynamic that was so similar to us where it was like, yeah, one of you kind of does the social media thing. One of you kind of does the techie thing. One of you is like, you know, it just was it was really cool. (laughs) It's funny because, yeah, we uh, I think we have a lot in common as a couple. But ironically, The other day, it was like on Saturday or something. She posted just a, a, a video of her her boyfriend, her or her partner Braxton, um, and they were watching some sort of like documentary. I don't remember what it was. It was like something about Braxton's like ayahuasca and like evolving the self and like the human consciousness. Yeah. And like something like that. Like that's like so him. And I messaged. I was like, LOL, same, but like uh-huh. I'm a mushroom girly. Yeah. She goes. And she would like message back out to me. She was like, that's actually hilarious because I thought of you when I posted this <laughs> thinking that like you were going to respond. Oh my God. Amazing. So I was like, wow, clearly in our like little conversations that we had, yeah, she already, she could already, she feel already it. freaking figured me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wow. I feel baited, but I'm glad to be baited, I guess. <laughs> I'm like happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is fine. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be known. Yeah. I feel like that's, that was the thing that was exciting to me. And I know this isn't like the main topic of the, the episode, but like, I have said for years and years and years, I do not want to be special. I don't want to be the anomaly in men in the mm. way that they relate to their partners and right. the way that they relate to the world. And so like, it was just so exciting for me to see another guy that you could be friends with totally, totally like uninstigated. What was like step for step. So similar, so similar to the way to that you. we interact and the way that I like to, you know, perceive the world and the way that i like to engage with the world yeah and i was like this is great i you love need to that. have a like a full-on hangout either like in austin yeah. or nashville yeah either way needs to happen uh, but what did you think of the episode this is the first episode where you are coming in well except for kelsey's i'm but coming like, in as like a i'm just looking in from the outside a little yes. bit yeah it was really cool i i mean she's obviously so impressive with her knowledge yeah. on all of the herbalist stuff and all of the naturopathy and all of the all of the things that are the the non-medicinal healing and uh wellness world and it's right. it's just super cool to to hear that she's really chasing down healing others as she heals herself yeah and following her own as path and following are. her own season and growing with that and not trying to like expand beyond the things that she knows inherently through her own experience in her own body yeah um and i think that's such an important thing when you're really talking about it is everybody's bio-individual. That yep. was such an important piece mm-hmm. of this is bio-individuality. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just you are living so much into your own truth 
mm-hmm. when you speak on bioindividuality right. and you only produce stuff based off of what you know and how you would actually utilize the things that you're making. Right. It's just so honest. Like I liked, so she has these tinctures, these herbal tinctures, and I like how she talked about how she wants it to grow with her. So as she gets into a, the phase of her life where she's like pregnant or yeah, I mean, pregnant and then postpartum, like she'll probably end up coming out with tinctures that are like based off of those things. And that really resonated with me because like that's how like I don't have like a physical product yet. Yet. (laughs) Stay tuned. Um, Asterisk on that one. (laughs) But like if and like when I do, I I do want to come out with things that would be like for me, like for people who are going through similar things. It's funny, even like when I look at analytics or, you know, I look at the data of like who either listens to the podcast or like people who follow me specifically more specifically on my like social media. It's fun for me to see like that most of the people who follow me, not everyone, Mm -hmm. but they're like in my bracket. Like we're all like kind of going through the same thing. And I kind of like that. Like I, it's okay that like we have different people from all different age ranges and all these going through different things. Of course, like we expect that, Yeah. but it's also fun knowing that I'm kind of going through you have a community along with other people uh-huh. whether you're already following them you you have a community that you're evolving with and you just keep finding new members to add to your community yeah yeah you're like i didn't know about you but you've been doing this as i've been doing this and now i know who you are yeah exactly yeah, that's really neat it is neat so anyway i really like that um she also talks about she can't it's not even a hot take but she kind of gives her take on you know the cold plunges that are so popular right now it was now. so interesting to me she brought me and i think she will for you you guys too online she brought me such new information that i hadn't even really considered as it re- in regards to cold plunges and how they should actually be utilized yeah. and it's y'all you have to listen it's so interesting yeah it's fascinating it is something that i had brought up to you before i'm like i'm good i already am like hyped or- up Mm -hmm. i don't need something to like hype me back up yeah but that's like on cortisol so you guys have to like listen to that yeah that's specifically on the cortisol through through moments in your life but i thought it was so interesting when she was talking about um cycles cycle syncing with cold plunges and then specific times of the day Mm -hmm. to like link all that up it just was very yeah i love she calls herself a little like nerd like a little like information nerd so like she's mm-hmm. so happy to like go into all those things which i know you guys will just eat that up because mm-hmm. i know the curious cuties i know curio city citizens are like all about give me that like data and yes. she delivered okay so she del- delivered data but she also um she talked about some mocktails that she's enjoying mm-hmm. but i think one of the like really fun parts too is that she gave us a little bit of her a recipe that she would give a friend who had a hangover. <laughs> um, and so I'm excited for you guys to hear that because I wrote it down for sure because I'm making sure I implement. Yes. She doesn't drink. She used to whatever, but she doesn't really drink. And so I was like, okay, it's not you and your hangover, but like if a friend or myself <laughs> ever have a hangover, what would what advice would you give them? So she yeah. like laid that out for us and kind of just she yeah she. Sometimes you got to blend the, the woo-woo with the woo-hoo. Eight, when that's what we do here. So we I, do. I, I had to bring it all together. But anyway, you're going to really enjoy this this conversation yeah. with Maddie. It's incredible. Um, lastly, before we dive right into the episode, I do want to let you guys know that in the show notes, mm-hmm. we have one, her, like, her Instagram handles and all that, but also the link to her herbal tinctures, Peace Love Hormones, and... Um, 
and that link will bring you right to everything you need for the tinctures, but it will also give you the code CURIOSITY mm-hmm. for 10% off of the tinctures. Yeah. So, you guys. Please go check them please out. Please go check it out. Please use CURIOSITY, that that promo code, that discount code, um, so you can get a little 10% off. And, yeah, she's got three different herbs, herbal tinctures. I think you're going to like it. I think yeah. you're going to like this episode. And if you like what you're w- seeing here and you like are enjoying the new interviews and the new style of things that we're doing, please go uh, subscribe to the podcast channel wherever you guys are. Yes, listening. wherever you're listening, please subscribe there. so that And maybe do it on Spotify because then you can watch us. Yes, and the episodes will go straight to your phone rather than you know having to find the link or look up the link or anything like that. You don't got to look us up, baby. You'll get like, notified. Subscribe and it will be delivered like just first straight to your your phone like first thing in the morning so do that subscribe share with a friend midnight on mondays and enjoy this episode with maddie miles and until next time bye mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market. So my journey into what I do now started when I was about 10 years old. I say it started then because that was when I started to see my first batch, I should say, of medical professionals for Mm. various ailments that I was struggling with from a very young age. I struggled with my mental health, with my physical health. I really went through the ringer with my health. So while I was struggling with all of these diagnoses that were given to me from a young age, and we won't get too deep into any of them because I just want to explain to people kind of my background, and I'm sure so many uh, women can relate to this more than not probably, but I was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa, depression, um, insomnia. As well, I could not sleep for the life of me. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh my goodness. Things started wow. early. Um. So I really went through the ringer with my health, for lack of better terms, and it was like this roller coaster of a journey because I would see these medical professionals and/or I would be placed in um in, in an inpatient program, and things were like okay enough that eventually I would you know graduate or I would you know get right. to move on from that program and then I would relapse a few months later. So. It was really this up and down hill battle, and it was the final time that I was hospitalized. I was about 18 years old, and I was studying abroad in Spain. I was living my best life, kind of, in some ways. Um, I had graduated from high school early. I was, uh, I was actually 17. I studied from high, I graduated from high school early. Was studying abroad in Spain. And I was sent home because I wasn't having a bowel movement for it was like 30 Mm. days at that point, and. If I would have known then what I know now, I would have known, well, it was because I wasn't eating enough. Mm. But instead, I just thought, you know, I just needed to come home, back to the States, get a quick clean out, and then be on my way. 
And I will never forget the look on my parents' face when I, uh, when I walked out of the O'Hare, Chicago O'Hare airport and they were just like, oh my gosh, because it, it happened again and I had relapsed and I, uh, I got to another really, really low point in my life. So I was hospitalized again and I was home for about a month. I, I was able to convince them all. I have that Leo energy, I'm a Leo, so mm-hmm. I was able to convince everyone to let me go back to Spain. Of course, it was under very close supervision, but it was that time, that final time that I was hospitalized that I really saw how much everything that I was struggling with was taken away from me. But I also really saw and voiced this to my parents, everything that we had done up until that point, all of the time and energy and unfortunately finances as well that were spent on these programs and seeing the top you know, dietitians and doctors, et cetera, in Chicago was just not working. So clearly we yeah. needed to do something else. And I was ready. Finally, at that point, I was ready. So my mom, who is amazing, truly an angel, went back to the drawing board. She found an integrative and naturopathic medical clinic in Chicago. It was actually right outside of Chicago. We made the commute. I, for the first time, was learning about everything that I know, like, you know, the back of my hand now when it comes to functional lab testing, to functional supplementation, to herbal medicine, to nutrition, like proper nutrition, not just, you know, um, my experience up until that point with people in like the... um, Nutritional, more so like the dietetic space was we're just going to weigh you, we're going to see what your weight is, and then we're either, it's, it was like a calories in, calories out type of thing right. is what I had really experienced. The nutritionist, on the other hand, was more about quality of food, um, meal timing, blood sugar regulation. So I was learning about all of these things, and I was also healing at the same time. I went to uh, undergrad, so eventually um, my Spain program ended. I came back to the States for... Um, for the university, for the University of Missouri. And I studied nutrition and dietetics. I really thought that's what I would do great at and that's what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. My parents knew all along that was not the one. They knew that I was definitely <laughs> calling towards a more holistic, natural approach for sure. So I found my way to that after undergrad. So I completed my four years. I studied herbal medicine and naturopathy. That's where I'm at right now. Peace Love Hormones, my brand, actually started off as a podcast when I was still finishing up uh, my postgraduate studies. So I wanted an outlet beyond just social media because I had an Instagram at that point and I had a website that was a blog because I wasn't I didn't have any like physical products yet it was Mm. just purely a blog of like hormone healthy recipes and information and in relevant research as well and then I had my podcast where I could really just talk about a lot of these topics for a long period of time and it was super fun because don't get me wrong I love social media and I'm so grateful for it because I have a business because of it and I've been able to do everything organic which has been amazing but the podcast has provided this outlet for me to really speak my mind about things mm-hmm. and to um, to really talk about things for a long time versus like social media where people, you know, really quickly want to scroll past a post. So right. I love my podcast. I actually, it was just called like the Maddie Miles podcast and I was yeah. signing off every episode as Peace Love Hormones. And yeah, yeah. My, my brand designer who really... Um, helped me. I mean, she created my logo for me. She just helped me with so much in the beginning stages when I really, really was like starting out. 
Mm -hmm. uh, she recommended that I called it Peace Love Hormones when I was, you know, formulating my tinctures. I had everything ready. I just, you know, we needed to actually create the labels. What were we going to put on the labels um, in terms of a logo? What was the company going to be called? And she was like, well, you always sign off your your podcast with Peace Love Hormones. I was like, bingo, that's it. So (laughs) that birthed Peace Love Hormones. We still have the podcast. We have three tinctures now. I have an incredible team of fellow herbalists and naturopath doctors and traditional Chinese medicine doctors in California. So we do everything here in the States. And um, I'm pretty much like, I'm, I'm by no means like a one woman show. I have an awesome, amazing, large team. But in terms of like the front facing of the brand, the one who's doing all like the, the research and the formulation and um uh, like outreach to people as well right. and the content creation that is Marketing. just me yeah. yeah it's just me so I, I definitely can't do all of that forever because <laughs> it's right. a lot but I love it at the same time and it's been able to it allows me to connect with everyone who has a touch point to the brand which is super special and yeah. really just manage all of my affiliations as well whether it's like coming on a podcast like this mm-hmm. having people on my podcast etc speaking at you know webinars and seminars and events i really have just been like the the first con- the first touch point and point of contact which has been right. super awesome just to see how much this this brand um has done over the last two and a half years it's actually three years in november (laughs) so yeah it's been such a journey um three years sounds like a long time but it's also not a long time and i'm still forever learning and creating new tinctures the last thing i'll say on the tincture front is i really want the line to grow with me naturally as i grow Mm -hmm. throughout womanhood so Mm -hmm. Right now, I have Soothe, which is for hormone regulation, and um, whether you just are coming off of hormonal contraceptive or maybe you've never even been on hormonal contraceptive, no matter what, if you just need hormone cycle and or fertility support, Soothe is the go-to. I have Bitters then, which is for liver detoxification and gut health, uh, so again, two other key organs and systems yeah. of the body when it comes to not just our hormone health and our periods and fertility, but our overall well-being our gut just accounts for for so much and and our liver as well and then the third one the one that i released back in sometime in the spring is sleepy it's not just for sleep it's also for the nervous system so we're really targeting with the three tinctures that i have right now adrenals brain liver gut nervous system we're targeting the main organs and systems of the body just to create overall balance so that's where we're at right now when I eventually inevitably become pregnant I will definitely have tinctures that are more specific for pregnancy and tinctures specific for postpartum and breastfeeding so they'll all come in the future but I'm definitely a quality over quantity type of human in all areas of life so Mm -hmm. that's where we're at right now that is amazing so many um thank you for sharing first of all But there's like so many touch points in that, everything that you said that I'm like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common for even like back to, I I went away from my hometown. I moved away. Uh, I was 16. I I turned 17 at the end of August. So I'm a Virgo, but like I have the Leo tendency since I'm born in August. So I also like, I recognize that in you, your (laughs) Leo-ness and I love. So yeah, I went off early as well had to kind of figure things out and um funnily enough 
one of the main issues I dealt with as a younger girl was constipation. And I remember I went on a, um, like, I, I guess it was like a mission trip at, as uh, I was like 13. I went with my school and whatever. And my parents told me, they're like, we're not going to be with you and you're going to be in a different country. If you don't like, cause I would often have like major pains in my stomach and like, you know, obviously when you're constipated or you don't like have a bowel movement and like days up to weeks like you're not going to be feeling so well at all mm-hmm. <laughs> um and they were like we're not going to be around you and they speak a different language if you go in and you're having pain they're like gonna take your appendix out like they d- they're not going to know what's like wrong with you you have to like make sure that you are having bowel bowel movements and like making that your top priority and i remember that trip so distinctly because i was like um yeah i don't want to be like put under surgery for <laughs> being constipated so i'm gonna go every day make it like a thing and it's such like a funny random fact about like my life that i don't get to talk about with many people on the podcast but like that's something that i can relate to you in and since then like it's been obviously i've been like regular everything's been fine um and then sophomore year of college i actually ended up getting colitis and so i had a whole bout with that and that wasn't a completely opposite end of the spectrum problem. Um, So gut health has always been something that's been like super important to me. And it's been something that I have just like always been aware of. I also dealt with acne a lot when I was young and I went through puberty really young as well. So hormones have always been a part of the conversation for me. Um, I actually started puberty way too young, like, like seven. And then my parents were like, whoa, something's not right here. We should like check what's in our like the food we're giving her like the milks the whatever so I remember like a bit of a diet change just just slightly they were just became more aware at the time it was like early early 2000s right when all this was going on so it's everything was a little different at the time um but then it's it like halted the puberty for a little while and then I still was early I was like 9 10 11 by the time like it came back into full force (laughs) um but all that being said like from a very young age like gut health and hormones have been a part of the conversation for me and um that's why i ended up finding you following you loving your content because i gained so much knowledge from it my um i have a sister and she and i you know we're always talking about women and women's health and like we're just we're very earthy girlies and we love mother earth and connecting with her and we're also indigenous. So it's like just a big part of our culture. Um, and I actually sent her your soothe. I actually sent her soothe because she was having some like hormone things. I was like, Hey, you might as well try, like give it, give it a try, give it a go. Um, and so I'm already like, I've been, I've been a fan. Like I've been sending your stuff and I also listen to your podcast. So uh, fellow listener over <laughs> here. Uh, so yeah, I, I love it. I love uh, the things that uh, you uh, share and um, yeah, your journey just is really inspiring. And like I said, Thank we you. have a lot in common and even having a podcast, like I've had re- different iterations of the, this podcast as well. And the one thing that I want to stay true to is myself and my personal evolution and growth and like whether I come out with products or the brand of the podcast like I want it to grow with me and I think that's something that people will always feel very connected to you be 
because it is you like the yeah. brand is going to be it's alive you know what yeah. i mean like your Ooh, company yeah. is alive because it's growing with you yeah and so, it's very yeah. Auth- it's yeah exactly i love that saying like it's alive it's you know i always say it's authentic right and people mm-hmm. um understand humanness and and authenticity i also i'm just like kind (laughs) of i'm giggling over here i was just like trying to really listen and let you talk i i find myself struggling sometimes when i'm on other people's podcast and they're telling me stuff that happened to them in like in previous years in their earlier life and or in this moment and i have to remove like okay there's two sides of me usually first things first i'm a practitioner and i want to just be like let me help you i know what it was (laughs) and then there's like the other other half of me that's like okay you are a guest on a podcast right now just listen <laughs> I just have like this little like debacle oh, yeah. in my head all the time it's like oh I know what happened but I'm very happy that you are feeling better now and that oh, you're yeah. clearly on this path that I've just seen this huge like almost like revolution in a way of women really caring about their health and you know I think at one point for a very long time, it was like you are either in the health and, and medical field or you're not. But long, long, long before that, you know, like, you know, before the last 100, 200 years, most people did just care about their health. And I love period piece shows and movies. Like, if yeah. I'm going to spend any time watching TV, it's going to be a period piece and it's going to have a really juicy, sexy love story in it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's what helps counter counteract and balance out all of the research that I do. So no one judge me. Um, oh my gosh, no, no, no. But this is the show. We are woo woo and woo hoo. So like yay. we do pop culture. We do like that alongside our like brainy selves, our earthy selves. Like that's literally our like little motto is like blending the woo woo with the woo hoo. Yes, so, like, girl, get you your period <laughs> piece. Like do you? We all I need to be balanced it. in that. I love it, and I mention that because in these period piece shows, they're using herbalism and herbal medicine, mm-hmm. and they're um, you know I, I'm watching this one called The Empress right now, which is actually all in German. So I'm trying to learn German at the same time. Oh nice. <laughs> um, yeah, wish me luck, everyone. Um, I'm just feeling inspired. We're just in Munich for um, for Oktoberfest, oh, yeah. so I'm feeling inspired to learn a new language I speak English and Spanish right now but German would be awesome so anyway they are feeding the empress her raw egg yolks every single morning and and mm-hmm. various food and herbs to support fertility and they're making sure she's, she's prioritizing her sleep and I'm just like yes, yes. <laughs> so, so yeah so that was like you know that was just normal for the longest time and then we have this period where allopathic medicine really like established itself as the only credible uh, authority and resource when it came to really just medicine right like it's like we lost all true health care like if those two are separate words like we've really lost that health care and that health education over the last about 100 or so years and it's so exciting to see women coming back to it we are really leading like we're like the forefront of this um, movement I should say and it's so beautiful to see because again we're at this point now where it's like you don't need to be an MD with, you know, a a white coat on to care about your health. Actually, it's usually Mm -hmm. the opposite. Yeah. You can just be anyone. You can have, you know, no interest in actually being a professional in the natural health and medicine space. And instead you want to, you know, be a fashion designer or, um, 
a, a marketing specialist or whatever you want to be, but I still see women, no matter what career path they've chosen, they still take care of their health. They're coming to this, this point mm-hmm. of taking care of themselves first and realizing that they can show up so much better in every other area of, li- of their life when they do so. It's really right. beautiful and empowering to see. Last thing I wanted to say before I forget, thank you for taking care of your sister and sending her <laughs> that herbal is so cute. I love hearing stories like that. I hear them a lot of sisters sending each other one of my tinctures or even just like sending a podcast episode or my account and being like, hey, yeah. like, you know, listen to this. It's really beautiful Sharing to see. Sharing is caring. Sharing yeah. is so caring. I have two sisters and um, the older one like loves, loves Sleepy. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I was with her over this past weekend at the wedding in Nashville. My whole family was there. And she's like, okay, now I'm not breastfeeding. Uh, She's a new mama. I'm not breastfeeding anymore. I, you know, my cycle's been all wonky. I want to start taking Soothe. And she's like, but can you just hook me up with the Soothe? (laughs) She's like, I want to support you. I will still buy the Sleepy. I'm on subscription, but just hook a sister up with Soothe. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's amazing too, when you're talking about like women are kind of leading this like almost like this revolution. It's also, we're healing the witch wound. I don't know if like you Mm -hmm. go into that much, but like, yeah, it's very healing. And I, and I'm like, I mentioned, I'm also indigenous. So there's like a lot of like, there's a lot of pain from the, this times in, in history, not even not so far away history where we weren't allowed to practice and use our sacred medicines and the things that now everybody's like coming back around to like, Oh yeah, those things are good for you. We're like, yeah, we've known for like, forever but like there's a big chunk of our history now where we weren't allowed to and not just indigenous people but also just in general like women um were called witches when they used plants to heal or to 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 even to thrive to help other people and um i feel like in a big way we're also healing that witch wound if you will oh for sure we were just uh, i mentioned this before but in europe for three weeks mm-hmm. and i believe i really apologize if anyone actually does you know go to this tradition and practice this tradition i can't remember if it's from italy it's in italy or not but there's like the burning of the witches still done mm-hmm. to this day <laughs> what? and i was like what yeah but mean? it's supposed to be like a big no 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 like uh fake ones <laughs> But like oh. <laughs> fake ones because basically representing ones. like the witch hunts that used to happen though and yeah. i our tour guide told us about that so it must have been in i feel like it must have been in italy because that's the only yeah. place that we did a tour out of yeah. everywhere we went um and i was just like oh i mean i always have like a moment of you know like mental silence for our, all the women that did get burned but I was also just like that would have been me (laughs) yeah I fully own that you know but yeah I mean I I don't think that people are actually I don't think anyone actually considers herbalist which is at least not in a bad way anymore to this day I think that's pretty outdated right Right. no it it is but I think in in a fun like kind of spiritual way like you're saying like kind of like a moment of silence it's like it's nice to be able to feel like you're a part of something that's Mm -hmm. like we're healing like we're healing and uh, as women as people and so yeah that's really For cool sure the green witches yeah i'm the actually i want to be i love hocus pocus it's my favorite so movie. do i and i, I had a whole <laughs> witchy night watching the second movie last year with my sister actually oh that's fun. amazing yeah yes. i'm thinking that will be my halloween costume this year <laughs> i love oh my gosh i love it okay let's talk about the importance of like natural health and medicine for women and uh, obviously you talked about the tinctures but you also like you work with women as well how do you cater 
to their specific needs, like when you're working one-on-one with them or um, just individually or however that works for you? Yeah. So for me specifically, I always start off with a really extensive intake form. Um, It's actually multiple forms (laughs) and people love it. I've just heard such great feedback from it because people are like, you've asked questions that either I've never been asked before. I didn't even know to like think about that or think of things in a certain way like that. And, or people are like, I've been dying to be with a practitioner who's asking me just like, you know, what I believe should be asked by every medical professional and health professional just the basics the foundations right like how are you sleeping are you in a healthy relationship do you have close friends do you like the job that you do you know most of your of your days of your life just how is everything structured in your life from the food that you put into your body and where is that coming from Um, hydration and the quality of water our bodies are mostly water so what type of what quality of water are we giving it as well Um, you know I I compare that one a lot not just food but also water to fuel um, Hmm. for a car and how different cars need different types of fuels right like everyone is so unique but no matter what we need quality things Um, quality food quality nutrition really making the home non as non-toxic as possible. You can see my little air filter behind me, which is actually off right now because it makes a loud noise. That thing is working. <laughs> I <laughs> always joke to Braxton. I'm like, is our air that toxic or is this just pumping all the time? Um, lots of plants and, uh, you know, non-toxic bedding is huge. I always tell people, like, if you're going to start anywhere and you're going to start small, do the bed bedroom first mm. because we spend so much time in there and um you're you're just laying on that bed right like yeah. you're just soaking in it like we don't sit on the couch as much as we lay in our bed like we don't do so anything true. else as much as we lay in our bed so bed and bedroom first for sure um so yeah i just cover everything in the intake form process um sometimes we do lab testing as well we can do hormone testing. I love the HTMA, the hair tissue mineral analysis. That gives us a really good mm. glimpse. Um, I'll either do both of those together or I'll just do the HTMA depending on like what the, um, what the woman is even struggling with. And mm-hmm. if I can't get enough of an idea just from the intake form alone and like the foundational plan that we start off with the first month, then we do some more testing. Um, Nothing in terms of testing that I do is like very expensive. It's not like thousands and thousands of dollars, but everyone has a different budget, of course. So um, we really try to do as much as we can just like without having to do the testing, but really it just depends. I also have some women that come in and are like, uh, you're like the 10th person that I've seen and Mm. I haven't gotten any answers. I haven't moved anywhere. Um, And so then maybe we'll just start off with testing right away. And sometimes I actually have them. I contact them if I'm looking at their intake form. And I'm like, okay, do this test. We're going to push back our appointment a little bit. See Mm -hmm. me once you have the results. So everyone's super different. Um, I have to treat everyone as they are, which is a very unique individual. So every every appointment looks very different. Um, But in terms of like how I take care of women, it's just, it's the full thing. So I cover nutrition. I cover everything that I just mentioned before Um, because everything matters when it comes to our overall health, um, our emotional health, our mental health, our physical health, everything. So we, we just get into it all. And usually it takes more than one session because I mean, I could talk to someone for like eight hours. (laughs) Um, So usually, yeah, you, you treat everybody like, uh, what is the word they use? Like bio, we're all, 
Oh, like, bio-individual. Bio-individual? <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. Because it, that's something, I know you were vegan for a time in your life, right? And that's like, some, as it works for some people, whatever. I also was vegan for eight years. I actually stopped being vegan like this year um, as I was focusing more on my hormones and like things that I was like needing, especially in the next couple of years, like planning on like trying to start a family, all these different things. So like my mental is like, I'm in a different place now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that, yeah, you talk about how everybody's just so different. And so it's not like, not anything is like a one size fits all. And I really appreciate your approach in the, in this time, especially where people are so, um, especially on social media, are just like so gung ho on like one way, like one diet or one type of like routines or exercises. And I mean, even within just women, we're all so different, but then even like, especially comparing like women to men, like those are very different bodies needing very different things. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Looking at a study that's talking or touting the benefits of, for example, like the keto diet or the carnivore diet. And, you know, no one knows unless you like really look into like the, the study that that study was done on like 60 year olds, white male males. (laughs) That doesn't really apply to us at all. I actually just recorded it. It had to be a two-part because it was just like, there was so much to cover. A two-part series about these health trends that are out there and basically the the idea behind them, like how they actually work Mm -hmm. and the pros and cons because everything has pros, right? Everything has cons um, to it. So I just talk very openly about it. And actually in one of the episodes, I'm joined by another one of my friends who she talks about how she just was a yo-yo dieter for so long, which I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us can relate to that, especially growing up. Like even before social media, we had like magazines to tell us what type of workouts that certain (laughs) celebrities were doing and how they were eating and then you know I just remember as a young girl being like oh like you know Jennifer Aniston's doing that like I have to too so yeah yeah, it's like it's everywhere we're just bombarded and now it's like we have social media so we can just pick up our little handheld device and see people from all over the country all over the world and what they're doing at all times and I'll say it again because I said it earlier. I do see a lot of the beauty of social media and getting to connect mm-hmm. with people. I'm on this podcast right now because of social yeah. media. But there's right. also just so much information out there. It's really overwhelming for the the human brain to take that all in. We aren't designed, we aren't built to know everything that everyone is doing at all times. So it, it definitely creates like a, a big um, debacle. I think it's it can be a really big issue. So that's yeah. why I like wanted to dedicate two podcast episodes. I could probably dedicate 10 more to talking about them and just breaking down each of them. Women should, you know, really just stay, we should just like stay in our own little, not little, but our own group when it comes to like research. We definitely need more representation in the research as well because also a woman going through menopause is still different category than a woman who's trying to prep for pregnancy for example how them two should be eating like a woman going through menopause you know perhaps the slightly lower carb more uh, like higher fat higher protein really works Mm -hmm. for her body but um, again that's not for everyone every woman going through menopause I I do want to say that but generally speaking they tend to do better than a woman 
of trying to get pregnant. And then you also have, you know, women who have endometriosis and how they need to treat themselves differently than a woman same age as them, both trying to get pregnant perhaps, but someone has endometriosis. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it irks me definitely sometimes like seeing, especially, uh, it's mostly, I feel like, medical professionals, and uh, don't get me wrong, it's some non-MDs as well, but it's like, what what goes the most viral, and what is, you know, more uh, appealing for, like, a book title? It's usually when someone takes an extreme uh, approach right. to something, so if someone can promise you, like, hey, follow my diet, and, like, you will lose 20 pounds in a week or whatever it is, right? Like that's definitely more attention grabbing on like a book cover or in an Instagram bio than someone who's like bio-individuality. I wish it wasn't like that, but I I see how it is. Yeah. Well, one of the things that's like kind of popular right now that you recently talked about and you recently like made a reel is the the cold plunges, the ice plunges. Um, I really liked your take on it because as someone who, I mean – I love me a sauna. Like I love a good sweat sesh. Like there's a lot of things that I can jump on board with. I can get on board with, but like the ice situation, tell me, tell me your thoughts on it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy that that video, uh, got the attention that it deserved because it was like, this is slightly different than my normal content, but I've been meaning to post about cold plunges for literally a year. I kid you not. It's been on my Mm -hmm. content list and I'm just like, I need to do it. Um, so why it's taken me so long in in part is because I don't do them a whole lot myself. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> when I do do them, I just haven't been remembering to videotape myself in the cold plunge. So my take on it, if anyone wants to go and see that post, it was posted on September 26th. I talk about how cold plunge, yes, there's, there's truth to everything, right? Like, yes, right. the cold exposure has some amazing health benefits. However just like anything, there's never like one thing that's amazing for every single person. And, you know, a cold plunge done in the morning can yield very different results than a cold plunge done in the afternoon or a cold plunge done right before bed. So it's really, you know, I've seen so much information out there about cold plunges. Only, I've only seen one other person, it was Dr. Stephen Cabral, actually talk about the nuances to cold plunging. Um... And still, like, it was, I don't know if he even posted it on his page. It was in one of his podcasts. And I was like, oh, you got to post about this. This is a while ago because it yeah. was such good information. Um, and basically it was, you know, not, not everyone should be doing cold plunges. I talked as well about how earlier when I was still healing from a bunch and was, you know, healing post-birth control pills as well. I did not have enough health reserves. I didn't have enough stress resiliency to Mm. do a cold plunge. Like that is a huge shock on the body. It's massive. Um, I actually had a guy comment on the post and being like, um, this is incorrect. And I was like, literally, I just don't even have time for you people anymore. So I just like (laughs) went over to his page and I just removed him as a follower. You know how you can do that? I'm like, don't follow me, dude. Like, no, you know, you can move on. Yeah. Let me like show you the door without even telling you I'm showing you the door. Like, literally. (laughs) literally I was like I'll just do it for you okay um so 
and and I wasn't wrong. I also was like not taking a hard stance on anything. I was like, what part of this is wrong? There are multiple points that I make in this. Like right. be a little bit more, be a little bit more specific, and then we can have a nice conversation about it. Um, but anyway, I my point was, if you are experiencing a lot of stress in your life and your body is worn down as well, so it's like to go hand in hand because you can be experiencing like a good amount of stress and you can still feel great because you have enough health reserves and stress resiliency. But if you are um, really run down, you keep getting sick, you feel brain fog, you and or you already know that your body is struggling, then doing something like a full body cold plunge, especially in the morning when your cortisol is up cortisol levels are already naturally higher uh it's just not a good idea it's like adding more like okay so here's an example picture like a bucket of water and the water is like all of the cortisol that you already have because it's in the morning let's say you also you know had a cup of coffee or matcha add a little bit more water to that because that's a little bit more cortisol right Mm -hmm. um let's say then you are opening up your email that's kind of a stressful thing for you or you're driving to work and you're sitting in traffic that's also stressful for you Keep adding a little bit of water, okay? Now, if you submerse your body in frigid water and you're hyperventilating, you're trying to get your breath under control, that is just going to add a whole lot more on. And then your your stress is just overfilling. Now, we can't take that much stress. So instead of, you know, doing something like that, I would say... I mean, there's so many other things that I would recommend that someone does to support their health. But first, build up your stress resiliency. Also for women, we have a higher stress resiliency in the follicular phase of our cycle, in the ovulatory phase, and at the very beginning of our luteal phase. Mm -hmm. Second half of the luteal phase and when we're on our period, it's definitely a time to go inward. Um, Sauna would be really great. Um, I know some people say, you know, a sauna when you're sweating out a lot when you're already kind of you know depleted a little bit maybe isn't the best just don't do it for too long and drink you know coconut water with some lime and sea salt afterwards i usually find that saunas do more um uh more good than harm for sure but again Mm. listen to your own body it's the cold plunging that creates a lot of stress so if you're going to do something like that a high intensity workout or cold plunges or you know whatever else you know requires a lot of energy do that in the beginning stages of your menstrual cycle um and then yeah if you're if you're struggling with your health overall i really recommend doing a facial cold plunge because Mm. not only is it really great for your skin um and it makes it more hydrated and it helps with clear skin but it also does stimulate, it sends signals to your vagus nerve, which is the main nerve of our parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is the half of the nerve, the central nervous system mm. that is the rest, that digest, and the heal state. It's actually the only state in which our body can actually heal. If our, if our body mm. is in the parasympathetic, we can heal, we can digest food. When we're in the sympathetic, which is the other half of the central nervous system, that is when we are, um, we're up and doing things. And it's not a bad thing to be in it, right? Um, we actually want to be in both and have equal times in both. You can't be in both at the same time, but you want to have you know equal amounts of both, maybe even like a little bit more of the parasympathetic, just so we have a little right. bit more time to recover every single day. So doing something like a cold plunge is just going to kickstart that sympathetic nervous system. So it's also not great to do like right before bed, for example, because you don't really want to be rubbing up up your juices (laughs) before bed. So, you know, I usually do mine around like one in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. 1 p.m. It it feels really nice to kind of do it after lunch. Um, 
But you know, it's one of those things that, again, you just have to feel into it. Some women are like, I love cold plunges. Um, I also do always ask like, do you love it because you're addicted to cortisol? Because I also was like that for a very long time. Or do you really just love it? Do you really feel great on it? Because that's totally possible. And then I meet a lot of other women. You'll even see if you read through the comments on my post who are like, nope, does not work for me. And (laughs) I just love that, you know, everyone listens to themselves. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm just someone just, you know, post in a video with some information on it, we always have to make the best decision for ourselves. So I really love, I feel like over the years I've seen my following become so much more empowered in their Mm -hmm. own bodies too. And um, everything always comes from a, a place of love Right. And kindness, really, like, I feel like the only negative comments I've ever got have been from dudes, and I just remove them as followers. <laughs> like, but otherwise, like, women, I've just been uh, just a lot more confident in their own skin, and I love to see it. Yeah, it's fascinating that the the facial ice plunge versus the whole body, it's like, every time I, I see somebody getting into the ice, like, their full body, I'm like, but their face is never in it. It's like, the, it's like one or the other. It's like, and I for myself, I, um, I want to start doing like putting my face in ice water, but what I've been doing previously is I've just been taking an ice cube and like just rubbing it on my face (laughs) and like on my neck. And that feels really good too. But I imagine like the full water feeling sensation is like a very like calming feeling. So I saw you did that, I think today on your story as well. And you got, you got Braxton to do it as well. (laughs) I swear he always just like, I, it's almost like, um, it's like a psychology experiment for me now. I like see if I do something and if he come, if he copies me, (laughs) like when we were driving the other day in the car, we had like some, you know, like nuts and seed mix in the center, like console area. And, and that dude eats, this is just a side note, but like he eats so fast and I always am like, okay, let's take a deep breath. Come on. Let's eat a little slower. Um, and so I actually stopped eating the snack to see if he would stop and he did. And then like, I waited like a few minutes and then I reached back in the bag and grabbed some to eat and he did it right away. And I was like, I knew it. Um, so same thing. Like I did the ice plunge and he was just like, or the, the facial ice bath and he was watching me. I could just tell like, okay, he's watching me. He's interested. I went back inside. Sure enough. I look out the window. He had taken his shirt off and started doing it himself. (laughs) That is so cute. Actually, it's, that's what I wanted to kind of get into next because obviously you have so much information and and a lot of people with when they listen to this they can find you they can hear more and I wanted to kind of ask more like some more fun personal questions if you're down for that yeah. okay so let's talk about Braxton was he always into health like you are like is it more just a follow situation does he have his own like that was he like this before you basically <laughs> yeah oh I love that you asked me this because as you can tell I just like lit up I love that man so much so Aww. we met almost three years ago and what really drew me to him actually was he already cared about his health so mm. I you know was with people before who didn't really prioritize that and it just it didn't work out for a reason that's such a big part of not just how I live my life um but also in in one of my huge my biggest values as well but also the better someone takes care of themselves the more they can show up not just for themselves but for the relationship and you know future family as well so it was super super important to me and that's also what drew 
him to me as well. I mean, he was the one who asked me out on a date first and he was the one who initiated everything. So we both cared about that a lot. And on our first date, we just you know, got into this super, super long conversation. I mean, we were just, we're sitting very close to each other on a couch at one of our like favorite, it's like a comedy club slash like just hangout spot. It's this really cool place in Austin. And we just talked for hours and hours and he had told me that he had already listened to my podcast. And I was like, which one did you listen to? (laughs) Cause he said he listened to one of the episodes so far. And I said, oh, which one did you listen to? He goes, the one about coffee enemas. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So we're He's just, just diving yeah. straight in. I was like, all right, well, I guess that makes me a little bit more comfortable. Um, so yeah, he's he's always cared a lot. Um, he, I will say, us being together has made him a lot more, uh, number one, just knowledgeable about women's health specifically. And, you know, he was listening to... Um, like a lot of Huberman, the Huberman Lab podcast a lot before mm-hmm. and still does. Um, and he's just very well educated on like a lot of different things. Like he's just yeah. one of those people, you know, like I don't know a lot of people like this in my life, but there are some people who are just like him where he just knows like the most random stuff. And I'm like, how did you know? Like, what? Where did you even learn yeah. that information? So health is one of his passions for sure. He's also an entrepreneur and one of his passion projects for the last two and a half years has been making a very stylish EMF blocking fanny pack and he did it. Cool. So yeah, that's what, cause he's very, very passionate about EMF specifically. Um, so our whole house, we EMF proof our house. He's very wow. passionate about it because it does really um, deteriorate sperm and egg quality as well and you know can cause cancer growth so he's that's like a big thing of his not that I don't care about EMFs I really do but that's definitely like his wheelhouse his, yeah. yeah it's his so um which is great you know and I love my fanny pa- and I have all these different fanny packs now and I didn't have to pay for them so <laughs> that's amazing. and my phone's Good not torching like my collaborate boobs. yeah yeah we Just do for sure. in some tinctures in the fanny packs <laughs> and like we'll have a whole little crossover moment yes okay and that's another thing I want to mention about Braxton is he has helped me so much with peace love hormones um and has never asked for a thing but I mean we live together we're creating a a life together and he has just been such a big supporter from the very start and I was very much like I'm gonna do this by myself I don't need any help even though he has definitely he has like five years on me in terms of being in the e-commerce space and um has his own e-commerce brands and he loves that stuff he loves business he loves that so much and and my you know I'm I'm getting better at business but I'm more so in like the the medicine you know like I'm I'm in that space and in the research so he has helped me so much I mean just with everything from website design we're about to launch our new website and he was the head of that entire project with the website team I barely did anything um I just have to do the copy but he has done like all of that I mean he does everything like he's amazing so he loves everyone as well (laughs) I, I really I really really I mean so I don't know if you know this but this podcast is actually me and my husband's podcast yes um, I, yeah I saw that so he's so he's on we're in this whole new season because I just relaunched the pod as a different name we were um under a name called deconstruct and now it's curiosity so it's 
a lot of things have been shifting and changing. And one of the things is that I'm kind of taking more lead as he's kind of busy doing other things. But before every podcast episode, we review kind of the conversation that I've had. And so he goes in the beginning and like, he's just like so sweet. He's like super techie. Like I said, he's the one who like sets all these things up. He does our graphics and he does like website, like Mm. same sort of thing where it's like a perfect team collaboration where we're like, running 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 and the copy the create the creative stuff but it's like the logistics of like the web and graphic and tech I'm like that is all you and I'm just gonna stay in my lane and we just like are such a good team together beautiful that's so beautiful it's it's too hard to do anything by yourself like it's just it takes the saying is it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to do anything Anything. like especially to start a business and a podcast and it's just it's so much so that is I love that you and your husband do that together. I've had Braxton on a few episodes. Um, He's definitely more shy. He's like, I really (laughs) want to be good at it, but he's like not a social media person really, which may come as a surprise to some people because I don't know if you've, Lauren, if you've seen some of the videos that he's been in on my social media, but he's great. I'm like, I think you're you're an amazing babe. (laughs) Like you guys are funny. Like when you're doing like different like phases and you're like, and then when I look at my partner like this, like I'm ovulating or like whatever it is, that one was he, cute. Oh, thank you. He puts so much effort into them. Like I remember one Sunday I was like, okay, do you want to record a video for this week? And and I'm very much like with photos and with videos, I'm like, okay, we just need one take. It doesn't need to be perfect. Let's oh my just God, I'm do the same. this, you know? And he's yes. like, I just remember it was a Sunday and he's like, well, I feel kind of tired. It was a Sunday afternoon. I feel kind of tired right now. Like, how about we do it tomorrow morning? I'll be fresh. I will have just woken up. I'm like, it's not that deep, but it's sure. <laughs> I know. Adam's the same way. He's like, well, like, let me go do my hair. I'm like, no, like, we could just do it, like, literally. I'll right. hold the phone. Like, yeah. it's just one t- one thing. I just need you to be there. But, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's that sounds like they're, like, very similar. Yeah. I feel like we would all four get along. If you all are ever in Austin, let me know. Oh my gosh, I will. And if we're ever in Austin, the next thing I want to ask you is like the, your mocktails that you make. Um, they always look so good and you're including like your bitters and things like that. Do you have, do you have a favorite that you've made like, or one that you're really enjoying right now? Mm, I, one of my favorites was, it was like a strawberry slushy one. And I made that as like summer was starting. And I remember it was just like so refreshing and delicious and I was like this is what I've been waiting for all year but a current one that's also just like a go-to everyone loves it Braxton my friends my family is just like a lime mojito obviously it's mocktail there's no alcohol Mm -hmm. in it but like a mojito um it's just so refreshing and like you can call it like a little mojito if that's like in the mood that you're in um but also like I just drink it throughout the day and it's it's delicious it's hydrating and it's just so refreshing it's still 95 degrees in Austin so I'm like yes all like the cooler drinks I of course drink them away from I you know I studied TC and Ayurveda and I feel like the people who are a little bit extreme about that are like no cold drinks and I'm like okay I live in a very hot place (laughs) yeah I'm like I'm not like drinking these around mealtime I'm just drinking them throughout the day though (laughs) and don't take that away from me they always look so good I love the mocktails and like if I ever come to Austin like I want you to make me a mocktail I'm probably gonna make some um, uh, I make them all the time. I make mocktails and and cocktails, though. I don't drink as well. <laughs> but I love just, like, cre- creating concoctions and, like, using different herbs and different, yes. like, little drinks that I have. Like, 
around. So I might um, have you. Well, is that mojito one? Is that on your socials? It's on the Peace Love Hormones page. Yeah, it's okay. super easy. I have like the whole recipe out on there, but I always use Mountain Valley sparkling water. I and love Mountain Valley. It's so good. Can they so sponsor good. our podcast? I know, right? <laughs> um, it's, yeah, so I use that. They're sparkling water. They actually have a lime one, but I usually just get the plain and then I'll add it. I just flavored drinks sometimes weird me out, like flavored yeah, water. Like, How is this? <laughs> like, like it just never what? it never tastes good in my opinion but i i get like they're plain sparkling water obviously fresh limes um yeah. i usually pick my mint from mint or i get spearmint a lot for those drinks from my mm. garden but it's been so hot here that I actually it torched all my plants no. so we just Aww. buy it now <laughs> yeah. yeah hopefully yeah hopefully um next year will be better but Anyway, and then some herbal bitters and a little pinch of sea salt, and that's it. And like shake it up. And sometimes I'll add like some honey or maple syrup if I want it to be a little bit sweeter. And then when I'm shaking it up, you know, but yeah, yeah, I love making mocktails. It's so fun. I love making herbal tea too, but I think like mocktails just take it a step further because there are more ingredients and there's more. It's like more of an art, you know? Right. Um, don't get me wrong. I make herbal tea all day long and I love it. But there's something yeah. about like just holding that shaker bottle too and just like. You're just like fun. Yeah. You're I like know. party time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, Friday herbal mocktail. <laughs> oh my God. That's so cute. Well, I'll have to look at it and go to the website and then maybe I'll share it with, um, we call it the Curio City Citizens. We call them our curious cuties. So mm. I'll, I'll share your recipe for that and maybe like we can do a little thing and I don't know, yeah. a little collaboration. So, okay. For those, I know you don't drink. We just talk about mocktails, but let's just say you have a friend who texts you. Okay. Because here on Curiosity, we're woo-woo and woo-hoo. So sometimes we get too woo-hoo and <laughs> we have a little bit of a hangover or whatever. Say you have a friend who texts you says, Maddie, I did a thing. I drank too much last night. What do I do? Please help me. <laughs> what would you say to them? <laughs> Okay, so first things first, we're going to hydrate. Well, actually, before that, I will have them, like, do their tongue scraping and brush their teeth, just get mm -hmm. any, like, bacteria. Um, well, we always have bacteria in our mouth, but the bad bacteria and germs, like, out of our mouth. And then we'll really hydrate. So I – this is just what I do usually in the morning, but um, I do, like, 12 to 16 ounces of, of spring water, so it can be – or, or filtered if that's what people do if people have a really good filter but spring water and then like I don't really measure this out but probably like fourth a cup or so of coconut water maybe half of a cup of coconut water mm. a little pinch of sea salt and half of a lime or a lemon whichever you prefer and squeeze that in there um that is like just super basic you can go get those ingredients easily at the store i yeah. as an herbalist always add um like a few other things I add some elderberry into there i'll add my soothe yeah. tincture as well but again this is just if you just need to have things you have things on hand and you're hungover drink that drink to hydrate and having a breakfast that is really nourishing is the most important. I know a lot of mm. people, well, I think there are two groups of people when it comes to hangovers. One group that's like, okay, fast food. And another group that's like, you know, punishing themselves for having drank the night before and don't eat breakfast. Both are a no, no go in my book. Mm -hmm. Instead, have a really nourishing breakfast that um, has complex carbohydrates in it, that has healthy fats and lots of protein 
emphasis on the protein for sure because we want to support your blood sugar because alcohol really wonks your blood sugar for like the next 24 Mm. sometimes even 48 hours after drinking so really supporting your blood sugar with a meal please eat 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 um within like 30 to 60 minutes of waking up and just taking it easy i mean so i i don't drink alcohol anymore i also like totally went through that phase of my life and Mm -hmm. I don't judge anyone who does and and I'm not like you know super strict about it like at the wedding that we're at I you know was sipping on like a little bit of wine but you know it's it's kind of ironic because I literally like I I couldn't even finish the wine and I actually really do love wine but there's something about like just U.S. wine. I'm like, no, it no, has to be in Europe. Yes, <laughs> it has to be in Europe. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I really don't like crave alcohol or even that feeling anymore but I know a lot of people do and there's never any judgment from there um when it's done every once in a while I'm like go for it um it definitely isn't the most brain healthy thing so a day after (laughs) drinking I would really love it if people supported their brain I have a whole mini podcast series just on brain health Mm -hmm. um specific foods for brain health and Uh, herbs for brain health as well and really when it comes to your brain health and supporting yourself especially when you're hungover it's just resting because alcohol does cause a lot of stress on the body and on the brain so just rest that day and if it's warm outside wherever you are get outside like soak in that sun get that fresh air even better like going on a hike I remember my friends and I would do this a lot in college we would a night after drinking we would just like go on a hike because we're very fortunate to live on like two blocks away from one of the biggest trails in all of Missouri. Mm. So we would just like go and submerge ourselves in nature. And whether it was for 30 minutes or it was for two hours, like it just felt so nice. Um, So definitely like get in nature as much as you can. If you have your own yard, Mm -hmm. get barefoot in the grass, those negative ions, especially that are high in the morning from the soil are going to really help to neutralize the body. Um, So those are just simple, like, free things that you can do from most of them from the comfort of, like, your own, you know, backyard. So I always tell people to do that and just to rest as much as you can. Um, But hydrate, 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 Mm -hmm. blood sugar balancing meals, rest, and nature time are, like, my four um, prescriptions. (laughs) Okay, I love that. Thank you so much for answering that. I'm sure it'll be so helpful. I I've been doing the lime and the salt in my water, but I haven't added the coconut. So maybe I'll do that as well as mm-hmm. a little extra. So yes. now I have the tips. I definitely always go outside no matter what. I mean, I, I love just being outside in my mm-hmm. yard and just like soaking up the sun. It's like I immediately feel so much better. And I'll, sometimes I'll be drinking like bone broth out there. I feel like that's something that I, especially if I had been drinking, like bone broth is like a savior I don't know it's like Mm -hmm. one of those fixes for me that I'm like wow that was like that was really good it's a quick way to get like protein and it's like especially if you're like at all nauseous or anything it's Mm -hmm. just it's easy it's like easy to digest I love bone broth it just like I feel like my gut is just like soothed when I drink it (laughs) I agree I'm the same way I'm like wow I can't believe I deprived myself of this for six years (laughs) oh my gosh same yeah eight years for me yeah it was like literally Um, one of the first things I did and I had a ceremony mm -hmm. with it I had bone broth and I I really yeah (laughs) oh yeah I did a ceremony and I like I like had a little prayer and I thanked the animals and then I also Mm -hmm. poured some out onto this tree in my yard that I'm trying to get to like me a little better. Um, (laughs) We have a relationship where it's like 
it's just seen a lot of people in this house and like mm-hmm. it it just feels jaded like it feels like it doesn't really like people yeah <laughs> so, it's, i'm a very like that's my woo woo coming in so oh, anyway i, I yeah. offered some of my bone broth to the tree and then i also gave some of it to my dog too just just a tiny bit like literally mm-hmm. just a little bit yeah. just um my dog to kind of it. be full circle of being like i'm like I'm thankful and it's not just for me and it's like I don't know it, 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 I it's had a whole beautiful. thing and so um, I love that though I think that's so important especially for anyone who did like partake in um whether it's veganism or vegetarian or pescatarian um I think that's really really beautiful or even if you didn't right like Braxton right. never has <laughs> I remember when we first started dating I, I was still vegan and I was like I want our kids to be vegan, so you're going to have to be vegan, too. Yeah. Or, like, you just can't cook meat in the house. And, like, Braxton being Braxton, just the man that he is, he was just like, okay, I think I could do it. <laughs> and looking same, back on that, I was like, same. I'm so sorry. That was very rude of me. <laughs> Adam Adam did the same thing. We were both vegan for a long time. And, honestly, when I stopped being vegan, that was actually kind of hard for him because he had been vegan for so long. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like now he kind of eats what I do but he's more pescatarian even than I am mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like it's it's special to kind of go on like those different like routes with him but yes okay sure. one last question I know we, we're running out of time but one very last question um what do you envision for the future of natural health and herbal medicine especially in the context of women's health what do I envision for the future yeah hmm what I hope for and envision is that it will continue to grow and that it will, this is actually like a big hope of mine and I do think that this will come true. I want it to be just standard for all universities and colleges and into schools to have more natural health education because again, you don't have to want to be a naturopath doctor or an herbalist or an integrative what there are so many different specialties I named like three of like hundreds um you don't have to want that for yourself as a career but we should all just be given this information especially women about our cycles and men Mm. because men have hormones too like they need to understand how their bodies work too and and how to optimize their own well-being so I envision that for the future and just having more, in general, like across the board, more natu- naturopathy schools. Because yeah. for the longest time, that's all we had until yeah. whatever we could talk about. That's another story. <laughs> yeah. The families um, that are still around today that started that back in, you know, um, gosh, 100 years ago or so. So very baby, like the allopathic medical system is still in right. its infancy in many ways. Um, yeah. So I, n- not that I... I don't see those like going away per se, um, but I do see there being more like union and more respect Mm. for the other, the natural ways of healing the body. And overall, just like a collective move away from the medication so much, um, Mm. especially the ones that are unnecessarily prescribed, I will say that. So that's like what I see for the future. I also, I mean, we're already seeing this now, but just women becoming more interested in their hormones and in their cycles and feeling less shame around it. We're already starting to see that. So it's really beautiful to talk to other women like yourself who are in this phase before motherhood or maybe like they're already moms, but they're learning about this now. We're learning about this now. And we're going to pass that on to our daughters who hopefully pass it on to their daughters, et cetera, et cetera. 
or even if you don't have kids passing it to your nieces or your friend's mm-hmm. children um you know I always get like transported in my mind and sometimes in my dreams back to like the primal days and mm-hmm. being in like a tribe of women and really just being open and honest about everything that's happening to us and supporting one another and loving on one another instead of like the competition and the there's just the pain that has really brewed over the last you know however many generations so i really see like us breaking down all of that as like the younger generations come along you know there's there's this joke between the older generations i've just heard it from like parents and grandparents of like your generations don't want to work and it's like it's not that we don't want to work we just have very different values now and we take care of our health and our happiness and we want jobs that fill our souls right and we want to work for people who are kind-hearted and not all of us and some people do but not all of us really want to climb like the corporate ladder for example and that's Mm -hmm. totally okay like both sides are okay if you do that's great if you don't that's also okay so I do see a huge shift going on and it'll just be really cool to watch progress I just can picture myself as like a grandma being like back in my day (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about yeah. I'd make TikToks to show yes. people that we have four different phases of the cycle. Yes, I made TikToks and, you know, sometimes they would get into troll land and people would say oh, mean things to me. <laughs> I'd have to block people or move Yes. Oh, oh my god. But yeah, and hopefully it'll be, should be like so normal by then that, you know, right. it's not like a hush-hush conversation or... And that hopefully men will know too. Like hopefully mm-hmm. this is a conversation that like... It, it doesn't feel so isolating. Sometimes it feels like isolating to have to learn all this. Like as a woman, even learning about your own body, it's mm-hmm. like confusing because like, where has this been? Like forever, all my life. Why am I just not finding out all these things? And then it's like, how come nobody else knows? Like how come like I, now I've learned these things. Now I have to like teach like everyone else in my life because now they need to know when, you know, I'm in my like luteal phase, like I'm going to need more time to just like, like be calm and take some more rest or like whatever it is like I know my menstrual phase is coming and it's like it hopefully the future is more understanding that our clocks aren't you know are the 24-hour hormone clock of a man and it's more it's it's a little bit more um detailed I guess you could say than than what we've like come to understand even up to this point so hopefully we just all can have this conversation broader than just women too for sure yeah I think just in general like I think the future holds and gosh I guess we should all hope for that but I really do think that the future holds just more empowered humans in general like empowered women empowered men of all ages of all backgrounds like just more empowerment I think a lot of people are (laughs) like just not the nicest sometimes because they're struggling like I I think that at most people just have really good intentions and are born into this world like very open and kind-hearted and a lot of stuff happens to us along the way that kind of you know builds up these walls but yeah I think that this work, I know it just seems like superficially, it seems like, okay, you're just helping with hormones and periods, right? But like on a deeper level, you really have to like uproot a lot of shit that's happened yeah. in order to achieve in our body. That. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not just, you know, the herbs, it's not just the nutrition, it's, it's not just the sleep, it's also like working through stuff 
that yeah. we've been holding down. Systemic things. For sure. So yeah, the future, I mean, only time will tell, right? But like, yeah. I really hope that people just, just come to terms with how their bodies work and understand how their bodies work and that we just see a huge uprise of all the, the naturopaths. Naturopaths being a broad term for everyone in this space. Um, yeah. Because there are so many of us and so many people have just like a world's full of knowledge to share with people, but don't necessarily have like the platform to do so. Um, right. So yeah, let's yeah, do it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, where can everyone find you? Go ahead and shout out your little socials. Um, so my page is the Maddie Miles because Maddie Miles is taken. So it's the Maddie Miles, and Peace Love Hormones is just Peace Love Hormones. And our uh, podcast is on Spotify and on Apple. The standards for um, I guess podcast and it's called Peace Love Hormones. I also do have a YouTube channel. I only have a few videos up. I plan on really getting into that in. 2024 everyone heard it here so let's hope um (laughs) some other roles have been taken off my plate lately that will allow for some time to do youtube which i'm very excited about and the website is peace love hormones so um yeah and i would love to give all of your listeners as well who want to try out um any of my tinctures uh you can use code podcast also if you just go over to our website if you're a first-time customer you'll just get a little gift anyway um so yeah you can use code podcast or you can hop over um and i think that's all i have to say (laughs) oh my gosh amazing thank you so much thank you for like all of your knowledge and just being the cute ray of sunshine and um information that you are and thank you for being on the podcast today absolutely thank you so much for having me this has been such a joy i don't want it to end (laughs) i know i'm like we could have i i could keep going forever and ever but i will let you go for now uh hopefully we'll chat soon to everyone listening thank you guys so much for listening go follow maddie and all of her things you won't regret it thank you so much for listening we love you guys and until next time bye